for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. VHS DVD combo came out. I think fathers were like, technology is done. <laughs> this, is, this is all I need. I just need a chair that can blow me. <laughs> Should we start her up? Yeah. All right. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Ben Kissel. That's Marcus Parks. Uh, we got Henry over here, too. Uh, I hope that our listeners by this point are not only covered in pussy juice, but <laughs> have too much cash that they can't, they can't even spend it after listening to last week's episode about chaos magic. That's right. So you want them to treat it like Brewster's millions. That's all chaos Rich. magic is for. You yes. become Brewster. You spend all the money within a year because the universe has a funny sense of humor. Because if not, you turn into a fucking alligator. Or you uh. become portal to a, a, a mischief god. This is chaos magic part two. I mean, you thought we were in the uh, in the muck in the first one. This is really going to get intense. Yeah, this one right here is when we're really going to get into the nuts and bolts of Chaos Magic. The first episode was more of the basics. This is when we get into uh, the stuff that really shows you, I guess, the inner workings of Chaos Magic. And I would also say that this is the stuff that is the most difficult to understand, the stuff that would probably, it literally is a lifetime journey towards understanding, mm-hmm. uh, which is we're going to d- attempt to explain it now on about a year of solid research, uh, and it's still a lot of garbage. <laughs> All right. I'm ready to be educated. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's start with fractals. Now, in order to understand chaos magic... Good Lord, I can already feel it. I know, I actually... <laughs> this whole episode's a nerd alert. This whole yep. episode is... <laughs> I know. When you said fractals, I immediately was just like, can I just go to the bathroom? I have to I have to skip this class. This is such... Start talking about chaos magic. It feels so much like the wallet chain version of The Secret. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very true. Yeah, but still, in order to understand chaos magic, you got to understand fractals. Have to understand fractals. You really do. A fractal is, according to the Fractal Foundation, oh, a ne- <laughs> we have to get through it. <laughs> a never-ending pattern that repeats itself on different scales. We see fractals all the time in nature. For example, a tree branch, a lightning bolt, river networks, and blood vessels all have pretty much the same pattern while having vastly different purposes. Mm. Now, what you're saying right then is something that that is even that is very difficult to even understand. This is how I got it in my head, right? Is that um oh fuck. Like a shell, <laughs> like you know, like they have like the, the image of a conch shell mm-hmm. is that spiral. Yeah. Right. If you go deeper inside the pattern of the spiral, the spiral stays the same 
as you go deeper and deeper and deeper, right? right. Yeah. Is that the, the pattern within it is exactly the same. A fractal, the concept is, is that the, the big picture is exactly the same as the microscopic picture, which is like the way they compared a lot of times, which I hear, it's one of those, Marcus. I know you're making a face, but it's, <laughs> right. it's like that. It's how they say like one one theory is that they believe that if you map the actual shape of the universe, it may be very similar to the shape of the human brain. Literally looks like a, a dented oval, right? Mm-hmm. And so that idea is that the universe is the size of the human brain. It's the shape of the human brain. It's a fractal of the human brain. And that's the guy, if you can change your mind, you can change the universe. And the universe played football and now it has a terrible concussion problem and it's got to kill itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and fractals by by the way, they're not just seen in nature. They're also seen in math, and they're also seen in art. Mm. But I don't really I'm, – I'm too dumb to really explain all that stuff. So just take it from the Fractal Foundation when they say fractals are smart. Science, math, and art. Doesn't make sense. No, it does. does. No, no, no. See, it, it does. does. Science, no, science, math, yeah. and art. Smart. But it should be technically no, science, math, art. <laughs> no, that works for me. That's a rhyme, and that works. Doesn't it work? It yeah. does. Fractals are smart. Science, math, and art. Boom. I love fractals. <laughs> Doesn't explain what fractals are. No. At the same time, no. Henry, you, you are, are you not? They are smart. There Science, math, math, and art. There is a mathematician right now who's literally pulling his car off the parkway, like, like through the embankment into the street. He is. He, the, the, we're going to have scientists blow their brains out. <laughs> with with yeah. any luck, my car will slowly sink into this river. Now, one of the ways in which chaos magic is fractal is that while we may use different gods, different belief systems, and different magical systems, all of it is essentially connected, and when you look at it closely enough, it's all essentially the same. We're just using it in different ways. Fractals could even be applied to like the collective unconsciousness. Like Throughout history, you see like different societies on different continents in different climates developing extremely similar building structures and belief systems despite having having no contact with each other mm-hmm. whatsoever. Now, can we also say that a fractal, a, a conceptual fractal, is sort of how social networks and the internet are, is a model based upon what is essentially the collective unconscious. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe? I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. At the end of the day, no one is a unique butterfly. The only reason that anything functions is because we all have one, there are universal truths that we can tap into. Yeah. Everybody runs on Duncan. Oh my God, that's so true. <laughs> You yeah. literally cannot have a pile of fireworks just let unattended. You have to blow them up. Absolutely. <laughs> that is a part of it. The thing is about fractals, in order to see them, you got to have a broad perspective. If you're only looking at these things on a minuscule level, then you'll miss the overall pattern. You can't see that a lightning bolt and a blood vessel are similar if you're looking at them on a molecular level only. But if you pull back your focus mm-hmm. and open your mind, Open your fucking mind, you idiot. Fucking get with the flow. Oh, my God. I'm getting so frustrated with you. You can see the similarities between the two things, between the lightning bolt and the blood vessel. Mm -hmm. You can see the shape similarities. Well, I mean, it's amazing. If you look at videos or uh, images of people who got struck by lightning, you you see the the vein structure that happens. Exactly. The vein structure, yeah. And it's the exact same thing. That's a great example of a fractal. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you. Great. Good work. Is it all sort of like if you use lipstick to put lips on a butthole? <laughs> is that a fractal of a mouth? I think that that is. I, 
I, yeah, I'm going to take this I one, think, Marcus. Yeah, like, <laughs> yes, it is, Henry. Somebody needs some CPR. i got to go down there and take a, take a look at it. Sir, please, you are wasting 911's time. <laughs> I thought it was just lipstick on a butthole, but then he put googly eyes on it, and I, I married it. <laughs> That's the thing. When you see those two shapes, and you see the broad shape, like you, when you really see all this shit, like, for example, what Henry was saying about the, the universe and the human brain. If you work your way in, you can see that on a molecular level, everything is essentially the same from the universe as a whole right down to the electricity popping away in your brain. All of this stuff is connected. All of this is essentially the same. So therefore, if you change your mind, as Henry said, if you change your mind, you can change the universe. But it's very important here because I know there's some science and math nerds and geeks out there that are screaming about how we're misunderstanding fractals completely. We definitely are. We absolutely <laughs> are. Like, we're completely. And, and what I say is don't confuse the map for the territory. Now, we did not really explain that in the first episode. The map not being the territory is an essential quality of chaos magic that you have to understand. In order to move different rituals, what we were talking about before with models, right, about you adopting beliefs in order for certain rituals, in order to do certain things magically. What Hines says, and what Robert Anton Wilson talks about all the time, is that the map is not the territory. Is that if you, like, the, the way, uh, an example Robert Anton Wilson does, is he said, the, the mind isn't a computer, right? Like, you could talk about, like, there's like Aristotle, I forget the fucking philosophy, where there's no such thing as is, right? The mind is not a computer. You can describe the mind using a map that is an example of a computer but it is not a computer but you can find a way to understand it by putting a map on top of it which is why we talk about the universe being like the mind it's not that the mind is the fucking universe is that if you can just understand that this is a way to it's a tool for understanding something about the universe in a way that you can grasp then you can get power over it yeah it's an abstract mm. way of thinking if you're starting if you're trying to think about this type of stuff in literal terms if you think that local Okay, chaos magic, when we say like fractals, you think we're talking about like literally fractals. We're not. We're just using these things as examples. It's a way for us to understand this shit in order to tap in to the larger power that is uh, the universe. And that you were saying, it's a model it, to, for it. It's an example of yeah. interconnectedness. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. What are you thinking, Ben? Well, I'm just thinking about, uh, well, first of all, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, <laughs> as, as uh, you know, Henry, Henry triggered that. But I was thinking about the map is not the territory. So you're saying uh, you're, you're not a world traveler if you look at a map and you circle Iraq. You didn't actually go there. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. So you have to go there and explore the environment. So the map is just, um, I mean, a lot of. Yes, so I think I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years of explanation. This is, takes right. years to understand. I just started really kind of grasping the tiny edges of it, of just being like, okay, it's just like, it, but this is not the map, not the territory, but that's another way but, to get kicked out of a bus station is, is the constant right. reminding yourself. It kind of reminds me of what happens now with virtual reality. It's still That's still the map. That's not yeah. the actual territory. So there is something sort of generic and uh, unfulfilling about it. Mm -hmm. Another day in long fat man history. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> don't understand. Is that lipstick on your butthole? God damn it, you've tricked me again. Want to see it whistle? Sometimes it makes some chocolate. <laughs> I do want to see it whistle. <laughs> so another huge thing, another huge, uh, I guess, principle of chaos magic that we have to talk about, that we talked about, we touched just a little bit in the first episode, is the old saying from Hassan E. Sabah, nothing is true Everything is permitted. You know, Hassan Isaba was probably born like Bill Myerson in Indiana. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, nothing really comes out uh, across as really prophetic if your name is Bill Myers. <laughs> you you got to change it. No, nothing is true. Everything is permitted. Took me a very long time to understand. It was something that I could never really wrap my brain around. But I think maybe I've got some understanding of it. What I think it means is what that means is that if nothing is true, mm-hmm. then you are free to choose whatever beliefs you want to choose without the burden of proof. All it has to be is true to you in a specific concept and then thrown away. Yeah. That is what it's supposed to be in ritual. You're supposed to believe that Horus is a god for a specific ritual. Adopt an Egyptian thing where you want to connect to something. Like, let's say you want to get a deal on a trip to Egypt. And you're talking <laughs> right. to Horus about, like, please let me find some cheap airline tickets. And you use you you envision him and stuff like that. And then the next day, if you don't need Horus anymore, you don't have to believe that any of that's real, that, that, that Horus oh, is not real. I- I knew they used me for my travel plans. <laughs> Those <laughs> bastards, as soon as I get them to Egypt, they stop speaking to me. Yeah. But the problem is, is that then we're talking about, but in the moment, because you believe it's true, then you made Horus real in that period of time because you've called it forth. Now you're using Horus as what is technically what is called a servitor, who is like an otherworldly service person that's going to help you out. He's like the any guy that you call on the fucking the, the call center. He's like that guy, but he's magical. But that guy's got a whole life that now you got to deal with. You brought Horus into this situation, but now you got to deal with Horus. Horus's baggage as a part of your request. I'm not sure if the uh, the guy in New Delhi that I talked to when I'm uh, speaking with Sprint isn't magical. I kind of <laughs> think that he is. And it comes down to like different truths and different realities, right? Absolutely. So like, my truths and realities are, are different than yours. I mean, I believe that all ceilings are too low. <laughs> and most people don't have to deal with that. Yeah, Flip I mean, it and reverse it. That's how you miss Elliot your reality is that you exactly. just say that everybody else is too short and then the seats are too small. Yeah. You're normal. Right. <laughs> Why do they come at me with pitchforks? <laughs> like, for for example, conceptually, if you're talking about like reality wise, like my I have a deeply held belief in the collective unconsciousness of humanity. That can never be proven. A lot of people look down on me for that. They think I'm dumb for believing it. But if I believe who is calling you dumb, yeah, Marcus? I think assholes, assholes on the internet. Oh, if who cares? Shit had ever said that dog meat's dumb. I will pull him out into the street and I'll curb him like a <laughs> dog. Oh my god, I would love to watch you curb someone. <laughs> but if I believe, as far as the collective unconscious goes, if I believe that nothing is true, then I'm free to tell those people to fuck off and use that belief for my own purposes. However. If I decide to use a ritual that requires me to not believe in the collective unconscious, like, for example, if I need to do a ritual that requires extreme isolation from humanity, mm. if I have to believe that we're all alone in this universe, or nothing... Or if you is- have to believe that, yeah, that you are the only person that exists. Yeah, or if, if you, you have, have to... Exactly. Yeah, mm. yeah then I got to set aside my belief of the collective unconsciousness until I need it again. You get it? I love it, and that's you know where that's where you really get into your radio heads. Yeah, and uh, Ben Folds <laughs> yes. Five. I listen to a lot of Ben Folds Five, and I like that song "One Angry Dwarf." Even though I'm really big, but I was bullied too, and I'm gonna have revenge. <laughs> I know you're already getting it slowly but surely by, yeah. by getting onto television. Yes, I, but it's but that's what we were talking about. The uh, the uh, deconditioning exercises are so important about chaos magic because the idea is eventually you're not supposed to believe in anything. You're not supposed yeah, to have. Right. It's only supposed to be what works for these. Kind Contexts right now. Yeah, if you're free to choose mm. anything, if you're free to believe anything, then it follows that anything is possible, i.e., everything is permitted. If there is no purpose, if there is no plan, then there's only what we choose to believe rather than what we are told to believe. Is there a and ne- then it's true. 
Yeah, is, there, is it possible to have like a negative side effect though? Like a lot of people who are like, I'm a Buddhist. It's just like, no, you're, you're not getting off the couch for three months. Like I think you're <laughs> yes, extremely that's Buddhism. <laughs> yeah, it, there's a lot of problems all the time, and that's the. But that's why the. But a part of chaos magic is really important is discipline and checking in with yourself and understand and not becoming not getting magic itis that we talked about where you start to believe that you're fucking Merlin right. even though you're just hanging out in your room and fucking sweaty shorts playing with tarot cards right mm-hmm. right right yeah this whole thing it's not about God waiting for God to answer your prayers and it isn't about being passive it's about being proactive and making things happen for yourself mm-hmm. on a metaphysical level and that's the thing. I think that metaphysically, there's no difference between saying a prayer and performing a magic ritual. Both of them are petitioning an extra normal power for a request. And results from both can be attributed to either belief that something actually happened or that it was all a coincidence or most likely that just the sheer act of focus helped you to get through whatever it is that you're trying to get through. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Mm. None of it matters. All that matters is that it works for you. And once you accept that, then you're well on your way to becoming a full-fledged chaos magician. Ooh, cool. And once you start practicing chaos magic, it's a good idea to choose what magical system that you think would work best for your specific ritual. Because remember, this is not a permanent thing. You aren't locked into any of this. Mm. I love it. It's like a lease as opposed to buy-in. Yeah, absolutely. It is like a lease. It's a magical lease. And again, remember, Chaos Magic, the whole point of, like, it's not the same as right-hand path or left-hand magic. We can't really teach too many, like, specific dogmas from the very beginning. This is about you practicing it. It's all, Chaos Magic is all about what you do for it. Mm-hmm. It's not about, like, the books you read. It's like, you can read as much as you want about rituals, but each one of them just says, well, and then you gotta make it up from there. Now now you make it up. Here's kind of a thing, but now you gotta go make it up. I mean, it is kind of one of those bizarre things where it's, like, Coincidences, are they coincidence or did you will yourself to be put in those positions? I was talking with people last night for some reason after the live last podcast show here at the Creek. And thank you so much for everyone who came out. It was so fun. Um, they, were, they kept on asking, how did we meet? And I had to go way back and had to go through this whole story. And it's really, it doesn't seem like a coincidence in hindsight. Yeah. It just seems like it had to happen that way. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if that sort of plays into this whole idea. Possibly. I mean, I that's actually- the thing. It's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it worked out the way it did. It's sort of like the moon is up there, even though there are a lot of people that are really upset about it. <laughs> yeah, it's not up there. <laughs> yeah, if what- it was up there, we wouldn't see it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, what this is all about is changing your belief system in accordance with the ritual. It's not about building a permanent belief system because if you have a permanent belief system, then you will immediately reject anything that doesn't fit in with said belief system and the whole goddamn thing falls apart something i discovered very recently long story short i had a chamber now i got a mind horse listen we're not your girlfriend you can't flirt with us yeah it doesn't right? was that flirting was marcus trying to flirt there Henry? that it's, is his flirting wow. I've seen it. It, yeah him and his girlfriend gnash their teeth at each other and then they throw bones at each other and then they just start fucking in front of everybody oh i see well that's me, when you know dinner's served me and pickle girlfriend have a very special relationship <laughs> that's very she's good. really into this shit so yeah yeah, awesome. yeah we've, we're working on some stuff but yeah mind horse that's what i got now like it, it's i had it because the belief system that i kind of had before the kind of rituals that I was doing before on a regular basis to kind of get my mind right, mm-hmm. um, it didn't work because I would go try going to that place that I, I'd been going to, that ritual that I would use to go to that place to visit my uh, 
keepers What's, at the silent gates of my memory. I would also try known as the, the the crystal castle right. within your mind. Exactly, yeah. it was my my crystal castle. But I've been having I've been having some shit going on recently. I've been having some right. bad times. Uh, and then eventually, like I kept trying to go there. And then when I tried going there, I found that everyone in it had been murdered. Oh. That it was burning down. And then eventually, it was just darkness it was just blackness and so that hmm. belief system didn't work anymore that so, doesn't work oh, it sounds like a perfect place to hang out <laughs> no yes. no it's it's the worst it's dark it's just darkness and demons yeah like it's awful okay it's, See, <laughs> like in it. my mind i get carried everywhere by mind parakeets <laughs> that wasn't something yeah because that's the thing is that that chamber was something because that belief system that i had at the time that was for me to get my mind right and for me to kind of get shit organized but mm-hmm. now life is more of a journey for me that's what's going on with me right now i'm on more of a journey i'm going to new places that i've never been before so i need a mind horse you need and a that's big what, stinky mind horse yeah i need a big stinky mind horse mm. to keep me going through all of this bullshit so i can now i use kind of the same type of ritual but now, instead of visiting the chamber, I go and uh, my, me and my mind horse explore together. All right, we'll check out the chamber every now and again, see how the demons are doing. <laughs> they get lonely, too. Oh, no, they follow me over. Oh, they no, did. Oh, no matter where I go. Nah, they're not going anywhere. They're just, you know, in my head forever, and it's, that's just how it's going to go. And Go to the doctor. Get, get your meds checked out. I did. I went last Wednesday. Oh, good, good. good. Yeah. And that's where the mind horse came from, is that it was just big. <laughs> Remember those horse pills? Those big, big pills. Yes. <laughs> My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on 
hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders. I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Yeah, and that's the thing, is that all these belief systems can be conceptualized by magical models. As far as what a magical model is... This is the idiom that Marcus and I talked about. We had a long time. <laughs> There's different things. Is it is it costumes? Because I said costumes. It's actually more like hats. Yeah. It's, it's hats. a hat? Or, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Thing, like, it's like funny glasses. Hold glasses. on. Can we back up a little bit? Just treat me like I'm a normal person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What the hell? No, hat. It's a hat. Like, yeah, well, think about think about the idiom. Yeah, like I, I, I wear a lot of hats. Explain what an idiom is. An, a saying. And, okay. Yeah, 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 it's a thing that a lot of times can turn out to be racist deep within its definition. <laughs> so that you guy have- wears a hat. So the term of the guy's wearing a lot of hats. Yeah. It's not just some guy. It's not just some guy who's addicted to hats. Or it's not a guy with a big head. He's just got a lot of different roles in his life. Let's who's wearing the hat? <laughs> you are. Like I okay, have a hat. For example, let's. For example, yeah, Ben, you got a, you got some hats. What kind of hat? Is it a like, Cubs hat? For, <laughs> what kind of? If no, you, no. If you acted as a cop in part of your life, like John Wayne Gacy, in order to kill a bunch of boys. Oh. I'll have a cop hat then. <laughs> yeah. See, for example, you have your last podcast hat and you got your Fox News hat. Mm. You can see what I say? You wear a couple of hats. Oh, you know what? I like to say socks. You like to say socks? Yeah. That guy wears Ugh. a lot of I different wear, socks. I wear many Ugh. socks. I wear many socks. Yeah. I'm on five different po- or six different podcasts and I wear a different hat for each sure. podcast that I'm on. Right. You know, and Henry, he has his pretty face hat yep. and his now no longer in use A to Z hat. In UK, it is still in use, and the Heroes Reborn hat is also just sitting in a closet, and it is waiting for Netflix to for, to ask for me to don the Heroes Reborn hat again. Sue, is that Stew? But that's the thing. Even if we're wearing different hats, we're still basically the same person. Right. And magical models are oh. much the same way. 
It's putting on a costume to help you do something. It's like a tool. It's a specific no, thing. And is. then sometimes I use glasses too because sometimes like if you want to pretend like you're awake at a meeting, you can put all those glasses on that have got the eyeballs. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. literally, I mean, that's, this is exactly what Donald Trump did. Yeah. He put on that dumb hat and he's like, I'm president now. Make America great again, Cap. And this is really what he went through. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, that's a, he put on a literal hat. I'm actually starting to think that Donald Trump is some level of magician. I, like, oh, it's possible. I yeah. absolutely believe he is. With he is doing some shit right now. He's not a good magician. He's being a naughty magician. And I wish he'd stop. <laughs> but I think that he is being very, very powerful right now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's got he is doing Jedi mind trick type of stuff. Like the whole hand motions, yeah. the way he talks. Like this guy, he's into some dark shit. He's right. absolutely. He's probably hanging out in, with the demons in that re- rejected shed of yours. Yeah, absolutely. I love this shed. It's fabulous. It's the best shed I've ever seen. <laughs> it's great. I won't have anybody say anything different. It's the best right. shed, and all these demons right here, they're doing hard work. It's fabulous. <laughs> well, I mean, it was more made out of flesh and blood vessels and, you know, it's fire. It's getting better and better, man. It's a long story. <laughs> cool. It's a long story. All right, let's long, get back. Long, I mean, it's gone now. Okay. But anyways, now. Let's go through magical models. Magical models, you know, you wear whichever hat is best for the task at hand. Pick a hat. And you pick a hat, so magical models are much the same way. The oldest magical model, and the one traditional magicians use most, is the spirit model. This model is dependent on the other worlds being real. As in, you can summon the demon Adramelic and you bend know him how you to do your Kissel. will. Yeah, you know how you summon Adramelic. Hey, <laughs> Come now to hang out with me. Or you can summon the Egyptian god Horus and ask him for a favor. But then you have to believe that these other realms are real and these entities are real and that you right. can go and talk to them and then they hang out in the sky somewhere. Can, yeah. I, just, can I just give Horus a compliment and not bother him? I, yeah, I mean, really, if you're bringing him in, then you're already kind of bothering him. I tell you what, if you go to Ben Kingsley and he's sitting in the airport and he's on his phone, even if you want to tell him you thought he was the best Indian there's ever been and you've met <laughs> real Indians, yeah. he will be kind of upset because you're bothering him. He's on the phone. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. But with the rise of science in the 18th century, we see the first manifestation of the energy model. See, mm. for centuries, millennia, it's just been spiritual. But... In the 18th century, you start seeing something new, the energy. Mm-hmm. The energy model involves the manipulation of the subtle energies of the universe, such as what the Nazis tried to do with real energy. So it's like real energy, organ energy, what the, what's prana, uh, like all of that kind of stuff that's like, you know, essential life energy. People talk about chi. Like uh, that, that, is, that is where that model came from, is that there is energy flowing at the universe and where magical acts are done through harnessing that energy or releasing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Bowie was really into uh, the energy magic as well. Cocaine right. is what he meant. That was <laughs> yeah. his sort of manifestation. Cocaine, of, uh, peppers, milk, energies. that's going to give you energy frequency think about that like radio uh yeah, yeah totally hey, good yeah. good work kissel thank you, you are a- really you're gonna pass the learning comprehension <laughs> hey, for this episode i might i smoked a lot of weed before class i'm, I'm into it <laughs> i was actually watching a great documentary on the carter family and the first radio there was just a tin can with a couple of uh sticks in it and they would just like throw throw the waves out there and people would just randomly find them it wasn't like a radio yeah it was just a bucket yeah, anyway. Incredibly fascinating. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> now, after the energy model, 
came the psychology model, which was popularized by Freud and Carl Jung. This transported demons and angels and such from the other world to the inner world of the unconscious mind. This is my go-to a lot of time. I usually work in the psychology model. And I well, also, I bring therapy into it as well. And, you know, there, there's a lot of different ways that you can use uh, the psychology model in chaos. The magic. psychology model mm -hmm. is the model that a lot of people use in order to explain it to people that will imagine, imagine they will find you completely insane if you say that you talked to Horace last night during a meditation session. It's like, that's right. the other thing. So psychology model is about taking some of the magic away from it and saying it's about what is... It's symbols. They're the, the things that were described as, as uh, actual entities are just symbols, and we can learn them mostly to learn about ourself and our nature within the universe. Yeah. Hmm. Austin Spare that we talked mm -hmm. about in the last episode. He is uh, he was definitely his one of his big things was a psychology model. Something that I mentioned earlier earlier was uh, the keepers at the silent gates of memory, uh, which that is uh, actual manifestations of certain parts of your subconscious that you can actually travel to within your brain and communicate with. Like Austin Spare used to communicate with his subconscious through automatic writing, uh, and he could figure shit out about himself that way, or he could but communicate then the that way. But then Spare made it practical by developing sigil magic about the whole point is then that then he took it from the step of because the psychology model can then be compared to the right hand path kind of stuff where it's about inner transformation. Mm. Austin Spare was like, but then you can use it to get pussy yeah. by doing this thing. Yes. Yeah. It seems to be the end game for the majority of these people. Well, I mean, a lot of the time. They're nerds. <laughs> they cannot talk. They cannot yeah. flirt. If they were charming, they would not have started doing this stuff. They right. would have been in the entertainment business. Mm -hmm. Now, the most recent model that Phil Hine talks about in Condensed Chaos, and remember that Condensed Chaos was written in 1995, is what Phil Hine calls the cybernetic model. Ooh. And this is a deeply rooted in chaos theory and is mostly information based. Like this is something like where you actually you take things from the internet. Uh, mm -hmm. You take things from like just different. Like how how would you describe the cybernetic model, Henry? Because this is the one that kind of makes me a little uh, confused. No, this is the one that you that basically folds quantum mechanics into magic. The okay. idea is that this is all about uh, understanding. Like, it's it's my view of the idea is that we're living in a hologram universe, and basically you can use your brain to jump into the DOS programming of the universe and change shit for yourself. Okay, like cha like change the mod settings. Like you can go in and like make everybody got big heads, like the Bill Clinton head used to have in NBA jams. Oh, yeah, that's a great game. And I loved Bill Clinton with his big old head. I thought about it like soup. You know, condensed, condensed soup, you got to add a little water. And You're then just you, hungry. I am. I am. But you got to add a little water, and then you get a perfect consistency. Yeah. So you are the water. Like Think this, about it. Like, this is how Phil Hine describes these sorts of things. It is a set of techniques for rousing a neurological storm in the brain, which brings about microscopic fluctuations in the universe which lead eventually to macroscopic changes in accordance with the magician's intent change your mind change the universe and those mm -hmm. last three words are very important to chaos magic no matter what system you decide to use the magician's intent henry do you want to go more into, into intent because i think you really got a good understanding on this 
what it's about. You have to make a statement of a, a very clear and specific thing of what you want from the universe, and it has to be very specific, and it has to be – it's just like, it is my will that I will – like, you know, I've, I've done that before. It, I wrote, it is my will to book Heroes Reborn. I literally, right. like, wrote it, and I, and, I, and I did it out, and you, you aim it, and that's a part of it. It's the idea is that you're supposed to then use ritual no matter what it is, you, mm. using different models in order to convince yourself that you're actually affecting change, and then your brain, if you truly do believe, can hack into the universe's code and change it for you. It they is, can literally go this. It is my will to take Sean Hannity's job. Yeah. See? And yes. I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. You know, when you say that it is my will, then you have to proactively seek that will out. That's yes. right? the idea, and that's what they talk about a lot of times. It's like, it can't. you can't just say it and go out of the universe. You have to right. basically also increase your probability that your will will work by charging yourself, by putting yourself in a position where it's like, I can't just say I'm going to book Heroes Reborn and be sitting in a 7-Eleven in Indiana not doing anything. I have already right. be on the road towards doing it and because the momentum is what allows you to push yourself. What they say is push a, push the boundaries of achievable reality. Right, and so that right. it's, it's just makes, making room for what is possible. Right. Within your universe. Yes. Right. Yeah. And you also, it's very important to make it very simple because if you have, if you have a simple statement of intent, it lets you observe results. Because if you make something that's a little more, if you do something like, okay, like I want to, it is my will to be better at parties. That's pretty nebulous. Like you can't necessarily, like you can't actually achieve. You can't look at that result as either you you are or you're not. You, have you to could be- just start like you could lose your hands in an accident and have a fun story when you go to a party. So you have to be like <laughs> yeah. no hands, you know, like yeah. going up to dips and stuff. Can't, can't scoop. Yeah, can't it's, scoop it's, them. It's more like it is my yeah. will to make a friend at a party. You know, and that's a very simple thing. But it, it is like that's just a simple sort of thing. But that is also. Um, Something that is achievable. You can yeah, see that, totally. like, I did this. And if that is your will, if you want to make a friend at a party, I have some advice here for you. Drink all the booze and just let people know what you think. <laughs> no way that's going to go horribly wrong. Also, never tell anybody it was your statement of intent that night to make a friend at a party. Creepy. <laughs> you cannot go on someone being like, I had, I intended to make a friend tonight. It is at a party, is it not? I can tell by the various favors. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll go find you one that isn't me. Okay, bye. <laughs> now, let's go back to our Batman example. Let's say you're a murder police. Let's Ooh. say you're a homicide detective. You yeah. got a body come up. Man, Murder Police is such a cooler name than Homicide it's Detective. From, it's from The Wire. That's what they call oh, themselves. Nice. Murder Police. Now, you have this body come up. You got no clues. Mm-hmm. You got no witnesses. You got nothing but dead ends no matter where you go. Love that show, 48 Hours. Mm-hmm. It's great. Oh, so good. So good. So if you would like to use chaos magic to solve this murder, your statement of intent could be, I want to invoke Batman so I can solve the murder case. <laughs> you want to invoke Batman? Yeah, 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 absolutely. My son, Henry Thomas, is gay. I can tell because he loves Phantom of the Opera. I want to invoke Batman to scare my son back into being straight. Oh, you're playing your father right now. Yes. yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, if you perform the ritual and all of a sudden you're seeing clues that you missed before and you're making connections that lead to the arrest of the murder suspect, then you have achieved your statement of intent. And sure. You can even use real life people if you want to. Like you can invoke Iggy Pop to become a more confident performer or steve mcqueen if you gotta win a street fight that you got coming up right i mean it does seem like it could be a risky venture for the cops i mean i think this is when they start planting cocaine on people That's you know, like, i will i will that you have cocaine <laughs> they're just like put it on him Jono. 
<laughs> well, that really worked. I got some real results on that. <laughs> real <one. laughs> results. Now, let's wrap up this whole thing with a deeper explanation of what is probably the simplest of techniques that you can use once you get your very first statement of intent sigils. Okay. Now, what's important is on a day-to-day level, before you get into sigils, remember on a day-to-day, you should be meditating, keeping a journal, keeping a dream journal, talking about coincidences, marking synchronicities, mm-hmm. looking at your life. That's kind of what, you have to get yourself into a constant mindset of magic. Right. And what they talk about, with Phil Hine talks about, which is letting, it's, it's not getting magical, it's letting magic in. Mm-hmm. If you start viewing it, start believing it all the time, start to believe that there's no such thing as coincidence. Start like to playing with it, play with little day-to-day things, and then you can really start doing sigil magic. Like the radio waves. Yeah. We had to let them Kissel. in. They've been here the whole this. time. And then the Carter family started singing weird tinny music. <laughs> and the radio, and we found the radio wave. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest. And I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine. And it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life how much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors big and small some people are presidents some people are soldiers some people have to eat mayonnaise especially with hard-boiled eggs which is what I eat for lunch but I guess I should share that in therapy because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today. To get 10% off your first month. That's better help. H-E-L-P dot com slash last pod. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster. Because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. Yes, Grammarly. You know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling, one-sentence email at 4 o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees? Makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a BA in theater. All right, I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right. My job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. I didn't learn how to write. 
So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be to motivate my team to get out there. Oh, man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free. Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, if you'll remember, way at the beginning of this episode, and actually about halfway through this one, we mentioned a guy named Austin Spare. And as we talked before, Austin Spare was a guy that put together the whole system of sigil magic. What a sigil is, sigil is created when one expresses their will or desire in a sentence, then creates a single graphic symbol out of the letters without repeating any of them. In other words, one S is enough. And you can also hmm. take your, what I've also, you can do is you can take your will of intent, your, what you want, and you, you can make an anagram of it that is a nonsense chant yeah. that you can also use. Yeah, absolutely. And what Spare believed hmm. was that these sorts of things, these sigils, these sorts of anagrams and chants, what he believed is that the things that we create ourselves are just as, if not more valid than the symbols one might find in grimoires or the symbols created by people who claim themselves to be high magicians just because they decided that's who they are. Like, they just decided, I'm a high magician. I know what the fuck I'm doing. Here, use this sigil. Yeah. Well, I'm Austin- a basketball player. Let me on there, Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> no, no, I got the gumption. and I got the, oh, LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it similar to marketing? You know, I'm thinking like the Starbucks symbol. Yeah. Is that a sigil to some degree of the person who created that company? Definitely. I believe that's a, that's a whole other, if we want to get into psycho- symbology of trademark brands and how they use it to hypnotize us that is a very big topic and that is true if you want to talk All about right. magic done on a government basis look at 911 Look at things that you, that are promoted all the time that, that are pumped on your throat like literally mantras yep. in order to fucking spin your mind. Not, not unlike anything that you would have – you've never done anything like this on Fox News. Ben. No, no point. <laughs> no, I did describe the United States uh, as a, as a, as a uh, business and the, our major export is the brand and that's totally correct. Yeah. I mean that's all that we have is the idea of what we are and we're not living up to that idea very well. No, we're doing really badly. But what, what Henry's saying with, uh, with 9-11 is that the chant is uh, saying 9-11 over and over. <laughs> Sure, right. It's like mentioning yeah. the words 9-11 as many times as you possibly can. It's right. all psyops. It's all very, you know, like we said, the, the government's been using shit uh, forever. 
uh, that or at least pretty much since the 50s and 60s. I mean, and households use it as well. That everyone, a house with a crest, for example. I mean, Definitely. aren't these? Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole nother episode. We'll have yeah. to get into that stuff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah. And Spare's reasoning was that if the purpose of magic is to exert one's will into the world, then it would follow that the symbols that come from within are the most powerful and efficient way to do so. That if you take what is within you, and if you really want to exert your own will, then what you create is going to be the best way to do that. And Spare said that when the mind was in what he called a void or open state, which could be achieved through meditation, exhaustion, or the peak of sexual ecstasy. I'm having one. Uh-oh. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> he said that magical sigils could be used to send commands to the subconscious. Like, for example, the masturbation sigil. That is a very common way of what they call firing a sigil. So what you do is you basically They call it a firing it. sigil? It's called firing a sigil. Fire. Right out there, brother. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Let me just put it on your eyebrows. It looks like I made you a streusel. Seems like you just want um, to give me a facial, it seems like. Uh, no, with him firing a magical sigil. Oh, I see. You should be thinking about me. And it's like it's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, oh, I just got an idea. All right. Do not go there. Um, but, you, but the idea is that you're supposed to charge a sigil by keeping around your house. Um, there's different ways to do it. You put it on your mirror in the bathroom. You put it in your wallet. You put it in various places with a with a thing that Phil Hine likes to talk about that would makes it really effective for him is that you doodle it when you got nothing else going on. If you go you're sitting someplace and you doodle it, you just right. kinda keep going, keep thinking about it, keep thinking about it. And then when you're ready to fire it, you look for an opportune time. And then with it I mean essentially you, you could kill a chicken. Mm-hmm. And like you could do one of things, you could stab a horse in the neck. I'm not promoting it. No, I like a horse. I love horses. Kill a don't, chicken, though. Who cares? Yeah, who cares about a chicken, but you don't You don't fuck with horses. You could fucking gut a pig and think about it if that's what you want to do. Sure. Don't kill people. We can't say that on this podcast. No, don't no, do it. No, and we say, do we say actively do powerful, not kill don't people. Do it. it's very, you don't do, ever do that. Um, <laughs> but, you, but the most equivalent is to come, and when you come, you fire it. You imagine the symbol in your head, and then you shoot it out into the universe. Well, what if when you do that, you accidentally doodled a dick, because you always doodle dicks, and then you thought of a dick when you came that's it then you're <laughs> you're a homosexual oh i see mm. there's no coming back from that man no, answer re- yeah but no it's very interesting but you know what he said is like what you can also do is they, he said there are other ways to do it is um coughing farting or sneezing you can fart on the sigil you can fart out a symbol a sigil and that it's just as you it's just as powerful as coming yeah but if you're a sigil that's a rough life yeah. <laughs> no matter what, like the the best case scenario is getting coughed on. I think <laughs> that's the thing is that once you have that, once you fire out that sigil into the universe, forget about it. Don't think yeah. about it. Okay. Yeah. Because you're probably so you thinking have, about it right now. You know, you're thinking about it. Don't think about it. Don't yeah. think about it. Well, I think if you do think about it, then it gives you a much higher chance of mentioning that you farted on a piece of paper in the office. <laughs> and uh, so you do want to forget that. Yeah. You, well, you remove it from your conscious awareness. You right. kinda, It kind of gets planted into your subconscious. It grows in your subconscious mind. And when ripe, the commands would manifest themselves in the world of conscious reality, achieving the magician's initial intent. Cool. You can also use sigils as a conscious tool, something to summon when you need it. For example, my very first sigil was formed from the sentence, I want to get out of my own head, meaning I had a problem living in my own thoughts without truly experiencing anything that was happening around me. Right. However, while the sigil was formed of, I want to get out of my own head, the statement intent... 
The statement of intent was, I want to use sigil magic to get out of my own head. It's a but small difference, say, but it's an important one. For anybody else that actually wants to try this thing, I would not do something as broad as get out of my own head. Oh. I feel like that end up done, that, that then you're opening gates to a bunch of shit. It's a lot of stuff coming in there. Oh, dude, you it fucked to, me up real bad. You have to do mm. it in a very small level. It's literally shit like I am gonna not be. I'm not gonna be in traffic on the way to work today. Like, like literally, it's like. We started real, real small. And a big thing to remember is the, the qualities of chaos, which I think I wanted to bring up last time, which they talk about in the, the condensed chaos. It's really interesting. You have to remember before you do any of this stuff is chaos stands for confidence, honor, attentiveness, organization, and sensitivity. And the big thing in there is honor. And a part of what he what talks about with, con, con, uh, with chaos magic is that if you say stuff like, I'm going to be a place, you got to go there. If you promise somebody, oh, right. if you, you promise something to somebody, you got to do it. Because the whole point is that as a magician, your word and your thought is supposed to mean something to the universe. And your sigils are not going to work if you're a liar. You're not mm. going to work because the idea is that your word has to be your bond and that has to mean – it has to actually mean it. So when you say something, you have to mean it because that's the only way that th this kind of process is going to work. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And then there are hyper sigils, Ooh. which incorporate actual stories, plot, and characters that you create yourself. This is also called Pathworks yeah. that you could talk about. So it's like the idea is that you create a whole scenario, like a magical thing where you're going to learn something about yourself or get something by adopting, like literally playing out a story. Like it's like, it's like acting. It's like literally going in and do, it's doing a thing in a, in a model. And Grant Morrison does it all the time. Yeah, Grant Morrison. Hmm. And his biggest one was The Invisibles. The Invisibles was actually a six-year-long fourth-dimensional hyper-sigil that he used to affect change within his own life. And if you believe him, it worked, but he also almost died doing it. Now, the he also, also only specifically wears Oakley's inside. <laughs> yeah, it's a kind of a bizarre thing that he does there. Yeah. And that's the comic book, The Invisibles. Yeah, the comic book, The Invisibles. Is that what he says is that he actually put himself into... The Invisibles. He put himself into the comic book in the uh, form of a character named King Mob. Oh. And he said that when he wrote King Mob meeting a certain type of woman, he'd go out and he'd meet that same type of woman. You know, it, that sort of thing. But he also, in one part of the series, when hmm. he gave uh, King Mob, you know, he gave, King Mob got captured, you know, and he was being tortured. Uh, when that happened to King Mob... Grant Morrison also got extremely sick with this really weird, rare mm. disease, and he almost died. He came extremely close to dying. Yes. Uh, so it works both ways. Like, what he put the character through, he also right. found it kind of happened to him in real life. Like, there right. was some correspondence. And, you know, who knows if that was just coincidence? And who knows if that was just his, you know, mind really making that... But that's the thing, is that his mind, even if it was just his mind making that happen, he made it happen. And Stephen, made King, it happen. Stephen King, when he was writing It, he turned into a spider. <laughs> it's really weird. And yeah. he, th I, I thank God that he threw out that, uh, that, uh, that fucking book he was writing, uh, Old Man Gets Hit by Van. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It was a very clear premise but truly horrific yeah and by the way grant morrison's book super gods is a great introduction to all of this stuff if you're already into superheroes and want to see examples of what can be done with chaos magic uh then you can read super gods because he doesn't get really into it like um 
Phil Hine does in Condensed Chaos. He just kind of says, like, yeah, I use this. I did this sort of thing. And it sort of whets your appetite for all But it's also, nice. if you're into superheroes, this Marcus uses a lot of examples of superheroes, which yeah. I am not particularly very into. I don't give a really care about superheroes. But they are a very convenient way to put as, like, a kind of folklore types that you can hang stuff on that, like, you can put qualities. You can attribute qualities to them that help you in these kind of rituals. But it really, it's up mm-hmm. to anything. It can be yeah. anything. It's like, I, a lot of times in my head, I imagine Hunter S. Thompson. It's like, I mean, I imagine him just because of what he meant to me from as a kid. Philip K. Dick, I have a, his his face up is on my wall. Like I, I look at Philip K. Dick's life all the time and the stuff he talks about the Valis trilogy, and that that's the kind of thing that that feeds me. I I watch uh, old Japanese death matches with Mick Foley and Terry Funk. <laughs> yeah, those are actually amazing. There was they one match fun. where they had to dip the the loser got dipped into a bath of piranha, <laughs> and I remember watching when I was thirteen, and they pulled the guy out right away because they are piranha vicious. And I was they watching it when I was thirteen. I was like, they should have kept him in. And now at 34, I'm like, get out of there. Why would you put him in there in the first place? Yeah. And, you know, and all this stuff, like we said, we're rank amateurs at all this type of stuff. Like, please read at least Condensed Chaos before you try any of this stuff yourself. All we've really done is give you a bit of a primer to make getting into this stuff just a little bit easier. And as always... Just have fun with it. Have, have fun, fun with, with it. it. Just have Quit fun being so with serious, it. you fucking idiot. Fucking release yourself. <laughs> right. And you know what? I'm gonna, gonna, gonna get a little corny, but you can really do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. You know, and that's the great thing. No matter what, you know, we're birthed into a, a, uh, an environment that we have no control over, but in the, uh, in reality, you do. Yeah. You make make it yourself. yourself happy. Do, yeah. And you really, you're allowed to be happy. You don't have to be stuck in any paradigm. You can just oh, let it go. Anytime was, you're stuck, you feel like you're stuck. You, there's no marriage that's permanent. There's no life situation nope. that's permanent. Just fucking get out of it. And there just is this. There's this massive misconception that somehow you have to be a miserable, starving, or maybe a starving artist if you want to be thin. I should be more of a starving artist. But, you know, like so many with so many like young stand-up comedians, they go through this thing where they feel like they have to be miserable. No. Otherwise, they're not suffering for their art. You can just be happy as hell. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and do everything you want to do. Yeah, totally, man. We're happy. I feel fine. I feel, I'm, the, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I'm getting there. Good, Marcus. Oh, well, good. Thanks. So, Thanks, man. Don't yeah. go to the demon house tonight. No, I, I don't go there anymore. I got my horse. I do kind of want to find directions to it. Yeah? I would love to go. No, it's easy. Just follow the screaming. <laughs> oh, I see. And the, the dripping of brine from Marcus's fucking pickle mouth. It is eerily silent. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank That's Chaos so Magic. Chaos Magic. Um, unbelievable, guys. Henry and Marcus, you guys are really getting a handle on this because, I mean, from the first episodes to these episodes, uh, when it comes to this subject, you guys are really getting a good grasp on it. And it's very edutaining. <laughs> it is edu. This is edutainment at its finest. You know what I want to do right before that? You said that. I just want to give one standard. I'm having one. <laughs> Again. Oh, yeah, just to add to that. I love it. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Thank you guys so much for coming out to the live show. Uh, it was yesterday. We had such a great time here. Fantastic um, time. It's the fourth Saturday of every month at the Creek in the Cave. Everyone um, is so unbelievable. Yeah, it's so great. And uh, we've got uh, the next live show that we have coming up is Los Angeles. And by the way, we just released 50 more tickets. So oh, nice. if you've been trying to get to the Los Angeles show, and if that show has been sold out, it has been sold out for a little while. We know, I know a lot of people have been trying to get tickets to it, but yeah. we just released 50 more tickets to that so go uh and check out i think it's crestwestfield.com uh but just you know that just uh 
type in Crest Westfield or go to uh, cavecomedyradio.com and uh, click on live events and there'll be links to that. Awesome. Uh, and also we've got, uh, we just sold out Glasgow, which is fucking amazing. Oh uh, the only UK tour, the only UK show that we have left tickets for is uh, at uh, the London show, the very last show, the second London show, but those are going to sell out. Those are going to sell out definitely in the next month or two. So get those fucking tickets now. I can't yeah. believe that. I the the amount of so- support we're getting from the UK. I mean, hell, it's fucking June and, yep. or this is July, and the show's in October, and we've already sold out so many. Thank you guys so much. Going back to yeah. Chaos Magic, we we booked the venues, and you know it's up. If it's almost like Field of Dreams, yeah, if you almost build it. like it. I mean, we didn't sell the tickets the last time. No. But this time we did. <laughs> we had more work to do. Excuse me, Crest Westwood, not Crest Field. Um, I just, yeah, follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Henry Loves You. That's Marcus Parks on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and uh, Dr. Fantasty on Instagram for Henry. I'm on Twitter at Ben Kissel. And Ben Kissel 1 on Instagram. That's Mostly right. still just pictures of bagels, but uh, <laughs> getting there. And go listen to my music show, uh, Lucky Bone Show. You can only find it at uh, mixcloud.com slash Marcus Parks. You have to go yeah. there to listen to it. But yeah, I just released a new one a couple days ago. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, it's a bit more subdued, but it's a good one. Awesome. And oh, yeah. uh, check out uh, the other Cave Comedy Radio shows, Roundtable of Gentlemen, Page 7, Sex and Other Human Activities, Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, which which, by the way, we moved over to iTunes on news and politics, and we are crushing. We are so close to beating Glenn Beck. Almost. We're gonna get. We're gonna get Beckerhead. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> you just call him Beckerhead. 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 He's gone. The Beckerhead's gone. I like it. His it, time has come and gone. It is. It has. And if you guys, of course, thank you so much for giving to our Patreon. Uh, we, uh, of course, if you want to give to us, Patreon.com/slash Last Podcast on the left is where you go to to just give however much you feel we deserve. If you feel we deserve anything at all, uh, but. That's where you go for it. Yes. Uh, and thank, thank you to everybody who's given so far. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. And Heil Gein. Hail me. In my universe, I made you. <laughs> oh, and Magustalations. And Marcus, some people were wondering what it means. Magustalations, it means congratulations for liking us. <laughs> <laughs> for more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Do you know someone struggling to figure out their mental health benefits? The Mental Health Insurance Assistance Office is here to help. Find us at insurance.ohio.gov slash G-E-T-M-H-I-A or call us at 855-438-6442. Don't wait. The Mental Health Insurance Assistance Office can help you figure out what mental health insurance benefits may be in their plan. Call us today at 855-438-6442. Save big money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards. We have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.